Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 10th, 2011. For newcomers, I always start off the broadcast by advising you to make use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you'll find there's hundreds of audios for downloads and once you've gone through a few of them even and you start tying things together, you'll get the shortcuts hopefully to understanding this big system you've been trained into believing is awfully real and uh, the only the difference being you'll be able to see through all the the holes in the fabric of this uh, the civilization as they call it the system that you've been trained to believe in by those who are masters in giving you cultures uh, updating your cultures, changing your cultures and of course indoctrinating you all through the same educational system it's now worldwide this educational system same topic, same techniques same um, endings basically because we're all on a global agenda and they want to always make sure that the, the, the citizenry of the world are on board with the same agenda uh, for their world society a world of slaves you see for the better class to, to rule over with much more ease that's what it's about really and I show you the big banks uh, the world bankers the, the money lenders of the countries they lend to nations who have their front foundations and organizations, very official sounding, and sometimes you even think they belong to your own governments, but in fact, they're privately owned, and they fund hundreds and hundreds of armies of non-governmental organizations that lobby governments who are waiting for them, of course, and they're only too happy to pass laws on their behalf, pretending the citizens have spoken or demanded, and that's how it really, really works. Everything is rigged in this system. So help yourself to the audios, and there's transcripts too. If you go to cuttingthroughmedia.com, all the sites listed there, they're official sites. Uh, they have audios, uh, the same audios, but you can also get transcripts in English from all those sites as well. And if you go into alanwattsentinel.eu, you can get uh, transcripts in other languages for prints up if you want to read and pass them around rather than listen to audios. It's up to you. Remember, too, you bring me to you, the audience, because I don't bring on sponsors. I don't have shares in companies that sell you things, and so I don't own any of them either. And uh, it's up to you to keep me going so you can buy the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughmedics.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order from the post office. Uh, you can use PayPal, and some people send cash. Up to you. Across the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and you have PayPal again. And straight donations are really, really awfully welcome in these inflationary times as we go through this so-called, I hate this, the recession business. It's a depression. It's a manufactured depression. Uh, they pulled the plug at the right time to bring in something called austerity, where the big banks would lose nothing at all. In fact, they could pocket all the cash and then replace it all in the bank accounts with your tax money. That's what they did across the whole world at the same time, knowing they would get what they wanted because they had their own boys running politics, you see, always have had. So that's how the world is run in a nutshell. Very simple. And uh, you've got to have lots of gophers, remember. And most people are really just gophers, low-level gophers. And uh, they have a middle management level. And then they have their 
political level, and it is a level above that too that's outside of politics, much more important when you can get things done outside of politics, big uh, technocrats as they call them at the top. So, as I say, help yourself to the audience. There's hundreds and hundreds to, to choose from, and uh, lots of folk have really benefited by going through them, and, and their eyes are open. Some people really are not ready uh, to have their eyes open. Some will never have their eyes open because they've decided uh, they're too afraid to really know truth, because truth demands that once you know it, you must take personal action, at least within your own life, if nothing else. And uh, lots of folk are quite comfortable uh, in a, a slave-master relationship. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, we're back cutting through the matrix and everyone I think who's listened to this particular broadcast over the years knows how I think and feel and actually know about uh, uh, the injections and uh, vaccinations programs that we have and I've gone through the histories over the years too of, um, it's amazing to think we're living through a system right now with all the changes that are happening right now uh, it was designed maybe 50, 60, sometimes 80 years ago by people long dead, like Lord Bertrand Russell, who wrote about the coming system because they were part of designing it, you see. And they sat in in world meetings, big top think tanks, Macy Group, um, a whole bunch of different groups that were authorized to alter, especially the American and British cultures at that time. And it was right after World War II. And uh, they were given authority by the President of the United States to do so. Amazing, isn't it? And, of course, the, the destruction of the family unit, the whole Communist Manifesto, in fact, was to be followed to, because they thought that America and Britain were too fascist and might copy uh, Germany that had just been defeated. Isn't that something, eh? And so they went to destroy the family unit, uh, destroy the male role in society, which have been awfully good at through all comedies and so on. The guy's always an idiot and, uh, and belongs to idiocracy. So we've gone through all of these phases, but Russell also talked about the needs to make sure that the men would be dumbed down uh, and, uh, and also uh, the, the population problem, as they always called it from the British elite's point of view, would be dealt with properly. And, of course, he mentioned that diet, I mean, the food that you would be given to eat, well, we're all in genetically modified food today. If you eat meat at all, you won't know what you're eating because it all tastes the same. And, uh, and that's no joke. It's, it's, that's how it is now. And, of course... Um, uh, your, your, your vegetables are all modified too with all kinds of viruses and, and uh, genes spliced into them. Uh, never mind the doses of, of uh, herbicides that are soaked on them, actually poured on them now uh, because it doesn't kill off the plants anymore. They made them resistant to dying off. This kills the weeds, supposedly. So you're eating a, a cocktail of poisons. But the, initially, the injections are very important because, you see, vaccinations and so on are the first things to get into a very young system, where even when, especially with the babies, it's astonishing. The immune system hasn't even developed. So obviously, practically speaking, these vaccinations wouldn't take off. The, the purpose behind it wouldn't take, in other words. You, you can't uh, create antibodies to something if your immune system isn't developed. 
common sense, isn't it? So there's obviously another thing behind it, and we do know uh, that uh, we're becoming sterile, big-time sterile. And uh, there's no big anxiety about it at the top. There's no, we better find out what's happening. Uh, when that happens uh, by the masters, believe you me, uh, it's because they know what's happening. They know what's happening because they designed it to happen. Otherwise, they'd be an inquire right away if their breeding stock, you know, that the, they live off of is going down the hill too fast. So uh, Bertrand Russell, who helped design this part too, talks about that. He says by, by their foods, you know, by, by their diets, and, and by injections and injunctions, laws, and through education, uh, they'll create the perfect society. They'll be very obedient, not too bright, uh, and so on and so on. And the use of psychology, mainly through, at that time, radio and movies, and now you add television to it. Uh, they've done it all. It's perfect. It's actually perfect. We, we are an idiocracy. Believe it or not, we truly are. And even when the World Health Organization and others admits every year that the IQ is dropping, well, you see, something that drops quickly means that something's happened to the people. What's happened? It doesn't take a, a, a great detective to find out what was, what's different um, since 1950 uh, to today. Uh, just look at the, the list of vaccinations that children get. Look at the food being totally altered. Look at all the stuff they put into your water supply so to dumb you down. And uh, it doesn't take much. And the indoctrination. And then you add to this incredible, um, fantastic propaganda tool called television. And uh, here we are. Here we are. I've never really believed that vaccinations were there at all uh, for the reasons they've given us. Never. After reading all their books from Charles Galton, Darwin and others, big, big players in the eugenics movements, playing at the World Societies, all members of the United Nations, various organizations, it all ties together. Now, Baxter Labs has been in, in, in trouble before for putting out so-called contaminated vaccine. Uh, even the stuff that would end up killing you or giving the very thing that supposedly were to prevent. And we find out here they are again. Uh, it says, uh, it says, a flu vaccine has been recalled from thousands of surgeries and pharmacies across Europe amid fears it's making people ill. The Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency has issued a warning over Preflucel, a popular influenza vaccine. It's popular, popular, eh? Around 300,000 doses of the drug are to be immediately withdrawn following fears from health bosses that the most recent batch issued, issued last month is causing side effects. This is a high percentage of those vaccinated with Preflucel have reported fatigue, muscle pain, and headaches. Uh, alternative products will now be made available to prevent any shortages. If folk can't get the message and start, and, oh, we better see what the substitute's going to be. I mean, if they're so stupid, you understand, and this is a war going on. There's lots of casualties, and you have to stand back and let them just rush, and, and there they go. Got to get their flu vaccination. Got to get it, Yeah. It says Newbury-based Baxter Healthcare, which manufactures a drug approved for use in Mark, said that patients with concerns should contact their GP. Well, what's he going to say? Huh? Well, we're not sure. It's almost like you got the flu, you know. Better get a flu shot, another one. So, I mean, this is the nonsense that they go through, but you get long-lasting uh, effects with this. You know, in, my, in the 1950s onwards, uh, people did not have all the diseases they have today. Uh, they didn't have uh, uh, juvenile arthritis, for instance. Now it's very common because of all the shots we're getting, that's why. They didn't have all the, the, the pancreatic cancers, people in their middle age and onwards. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. 
They had immune systems that could fight off things without going to doctors. Now, now they don't have that. Their immune system is shot. And there's only one thing designed to affect your immune system. I'll let you figure out what it is. So, here's another article here. Gardasil victims are to take legal action against Merck over miscarriage and deadly reactions. This is when one Australian woman decided to lead the charge against Gardasil maker Merck after experiencing serious adverse reactions, she soon found another seven Victorian women with similar infections or and experiences. Naomi Snell, a resident of Melbourne, Australia, suffered an autoimmune, and that's what you get, you get autoimmune diseases from these things, and neurological attacks after being injected with the HPV short Gardasil. After reading about a Sydney neurologist who exposed Gardasil as a potential cause of MS-like symptoms, Schnell realized that Gardasil could be behind her recent health ailments. She made a timeline of her declining health using reports from her doctor and physiotherapist. What she found was that the events unfolded right after she'd received the Gardasil vaccine. At 28 years of age, Snell lost her ability to walk, suffered from crippling back and neck pain, and experienced convulsions that put her life on hold for two years. The health issues uh, started soon after receiving the HPV shot in July 2008. She says, I never attributed it to my vaccine, so I went back for my second and third dose, because most folk are so brainwashed that actually it doesn't twig what's causing it. They'd never give anything to herders. That's how trusting the slaves are, Mrs. Snell said. But doctors said I, I was a case for a doctor house. In other words, the nutcase, you know. They were baffled. Anything that doesn't fit into their indoctrination, you're labeled a nutcase. After launching the class action lawsuit against Merck, seven other Victorian women considered joining the case after experiencing similar reactions to the Gardasil vaccine. One woman linked the Gardasil injection to her miscarriage, which occurred afterwards in her local supermarket, spontaneous abortion. Gardasil has led to thousands of adverse reactions and even death. Nomi Schnell is not the first Gardasil recipient to develop adverse reactions. In fact, many before her have actually died as a result of the Gardasil vaccine. The vaccine has a very questionable timeline riddled with corruption and devastating side effects. Shockingly, the HPV shot led to 3,589 harmful reactions and 16 deaths between May 2009 and September 2010 alone. Of the 3,589 adverse reactions, many were debilitating. Permanent disability was a result of 213 cases. That's when you're paralyzed. They have strokes and everything. 25 resulted in the diagnosis of William Barr syndrome. Uh, there were 789 other serious reports, including uh, according to the FDA documents. America, of course, makes no mention of this in their deceptive adver- uh, advertising, leading consumers to think that the vaccine is safe. And there's more links at the bottom that you can look into on this. Now, all these things I mentioned and, and readouts, I put up the links for so you can uh, look them up for yourselves. Because um, it's, it's essential you understand that you take care of your own health now. And you've got to understand the big agenda here. The big agenda. Do you realize after World War II, uh, they had a big meeting in Britain. And in fact, the king held it. He was the host of it on depopulation. And they mentioned at the time that they could take the third world down uh, rather quickly by disease, famine, uh, creation of wars. When there's wars going on, there's nobody planting crops and so on. Uh, but the, but the one, the educated countries, the ones who had a bit of education, uh, would have to be brought down by debilitating diseases. Because with catch on, if too many folks started to die off very quickly, all at the same time. 
and so debilitating diseases make make you um, ineligible for partners for birth con- for, for having children. That was that was her reasoning at the time, and that was what Kissinger reiterated again back in the 70s. The greatest threat to the, the to the world, not just a nation or the state, was overpopulation. So they've been at this for an awful long time. And you got to understand too, these big companies. If you read some of the books to do with bacterial and viral warfare from declassified governmental documents, uh, you'll find that there were all, all these names, these companies were involved in bacterial and viral warfare from during World War II. In fact, we're getting government funding. That's one of the biggest labs in the planet. That's how they started some of them, in fact, uh, to actually kill people. Interesting. Interesting. That's... Most folk will forget it by tomorrow after watching their comedies. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and we are truly trained in this society. Every generation is trained for it to be the kind of society that the masters want them to be. And it works awfully well. Everyone's pretty well much the same in what they think and what they believe, and they're filled with articles every day by very trustworthy, straight-faced people on television they've grown up watching for years, and they never lie to you, etc., and we've got this, got this thing too called pride because really, uh, as a natural creature, we have, we have the ability or we should have the ability to preserve ourselves, self-preservation. But in this system, we're to be interdependent, you see. And when things uh, don't work out too well, we tend to keep it quiet from everybody else so that we're failure, failure. The system itself in this money system that's run by thugs at the top and gangsters, actually, uh, who go to the best uh, universities and colleges on the planet. Um, they train you too to feel guilt if you don't happen to make it, you know. We're all supposed to somehow make it, just look like winning a lotto, just work hard and all that stuff. I read an article yesterday that if that was true, then every woman in Africa would be a multimillionaire. Uh, it doesn't work like that at all. It's, it's a psychopath, uh, and, and believe you me, psychopath, psychopathy can be hereditary too, especially when you have male and female, all from the best families, always matching each other up. They've done that for centuries. You end up with guaranteed psychopaths. Then they go to the best schools, so they end up with business suits on, and uh, and they do awfully well for themselves, everyone else's expense. But they, they belong to a club of psychopaths because they, they recognize each other very, very well. But the ones at the bottom who are not psychopaths, you see all the people who have been given the indoctrination to suit the psychopaths and never to notice the psychopaths, actually, and to trust them even. Uh, they feel guilty when they, when they don't make it. They've done all the right things. but See, all the folk who saved up, you know, and bang, the, the, the banks go down, they're paying their mortgages up, and it was all legal and everything else. They had no idea that the biggest bankers in the world were buying and selling their mortgages until they didn't know who owned them anymore, just doubling and tripling the, 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 the value, all bubbles, you see. And then, and they get rewarded at the top for that. The rest of the people at the bottom lost everything. They lost their shirts. They're on the street. And you keep voting for the same system. Hmm. Well, army veteran and his wife die in tragic suicide pacts after becoming too poor to live through the winter. It says, every month a couple walk 12 miles to a soup kitchen to get free food. A charity said that they slipped through the net. That's what they were saying. Oh, they slipped through the net. We didn't notice them. 
And it says, a newly married couple forced to live on 57 pounds a week per week, kill themselves in despair after being abandoned by social services, their friends claimed yesterday. Now, this is in Britain. Now, in Britain, uh, the, 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 the far, far left, supposedly, it all works with the far right, um, create the welfare state. Now, the welfare state really was not for the people in Britain so much, except for single mums. They wanted single mums because that, that was the, what they put out in the 70, early 70s. We'll start building single mum accommodations because there'll be no males shortly, uh, no marriages left. And, and that was the agenda, of course, and it worked very, very well. They were pretty right about it. They made sure that no women could get on with a man for very, very long, in fact, and vice versa. But anyway, what they really catered for was the massive influx of immigrants. They wanted to to multiculturalize the society, and they threw money at them like crazy. But the people who lived in Britain got sweet damn doll pretty well, going through a ringer trying to get a few, a few the real decent people that they were supposed to be meant for in the first place. So a new married couple lived on fifty-seven pounds a week, killed themselves in despair after being abandoned by the social services. See, they weren't foreign, you see. The bodies of Mark and Helen Mullins were found lying side by side at their run-down home in apartment suicide, an apparent suicide pact. News of the tragedy emerged yesterday. Friends told how they had been forced to live hand-to-mouth, making a weekly 12-mile trip to a soup kitchen on food after Mrs. Mullins' benefits were stopped 18 months ago. And it says they li- they're believed to have killed... Um, they lived, they believed to have killed themselves after 18 months of struggling to survive on the £57.50 job seekers allowance payment. Mr. Mullins, a 40-year-old former army physical training instructor, was able to claim. Their heartbreaking plight was revealed yesterday, five days after their bodies were discovered at their council house in Bedworth, Warwickshire. Charity workers who befriended the couple said society had allowed them to slip through the nets. It's amazing, I've read articles here about guys from uh, Bulgaria and elsewhere in Romania uh, actually building massive castle homes on uh, uh, the, the back, back home, of course, from the money they were collecting in the British welfare system. The, people throw, the, 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 the civil servants at the bottom just fall over themselves to help them and give them everything they can imagine, but the people who live in Britain get sweet damned all. And, and of course, it's intentional. It's intentional. Anyway, as a result, um, her child benefits were stopped, but she was ineligible to claim job seekers' allowance because she was not deemed fit to work. She was also told she did not qualify for incapacity benefits because she had not been officially diagnosed with a medical condition. Mr. Mullins uh, was his wife's full-time care. He fought to get a care's allowance, but was told he could not claim until she was diagnosed with a disorder. So... Uh, that's what happens, you know, that's what happens. And this is one of these stories that just flash away and it's gone when something popular jumps up and we laugh and all the rest of it and it's all funny. But uh, uh, this is the state that's been deliberately brought around by those at the very, very top who have created a, a dysfunctional society. Intentionally, mind you. It's intentional. And they've done it awfully well. They've destroyed working societies, totally destroyed them. And they plan to bring us all down, the population down over the next year 2050. All the projections says that will plummet like crazy. It's already plummeting in places like Britain uh, with the native populations. And that's why they've had to bring in mass immigration now, because no one can have children or, or, or will even live with the same sexes to have a child in the first place. It says economically unfeasible. Economics, economics is awfully good for bringing down the population too. Back with more after this break.
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Well, the last story was to do with uh, how Britain treats its veterans there. Because we're all peons and they all get put up in video games and and get into all this stuff. I'll put one up tonight to a preview to one of the latest uh, video games to show you uh, the next bunch of livestock that's to be used as cannon fodder and also to bash everyone's heads in because it's all about urban warfare in your own cities. And it's just incredible uh, what they're putting out there for the youngsters to soak up because youngsters can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. And it's a great programming tool. That's why they designed these particular tools for them to watch. It's amazing how, too, that we buy our own chains. We also buy everything that does us in eventually, including uh, the stuff that's going to fill children's minds, the same children that will euthanize their own parents because of the new moral relativity that's drummed into them in school and then eventually kill off the rest of them, too, when the rioting really, really starts down the road, which, of course, is going to, because that's why you have internal armies that have been setting up long before 9-11. They know exactly what they're going to do with the world. And they are doing it elsewhere, if you haven't noticed. Now, in the U.S., remains of the war dead are dumped in a landfill. That's cost-efficient, you see, I guess. And that's the reality. They love to give you the occasional parade, and that's perception management. And you all you all have tears and say, oh, you're so proud of your country and how much they honor their dead. The reality is far, far different. Uh, it says the Dover Air Force Base mortuary for years disposed of portions of troops and remains by cremating them and then dumping the ashes in a Virginia landfill. It's a garbage dump, a practice that officials have since abandoned in favor of burial at sea since they were caught. I'll add that bit on. This is in the mortuary in Delaware, the main point of entry for the nation's war dead and the target of federal investigations of alleged mishandling of remains engaged in the practice from 2003 to 2008. That's when they were caught, I guess, according to Air Force officials. The manner of disposable was not disclosed to relatives or fallen service members. It says eight Air Force officials acknowledged the practice Wednesday in response to inquiries from the Washington Post. They said the procedure was limited to the was downplay it, limited to fragments or portions of body parts that were unable to be identified at first or were later recovered from the battlefield and which family members had said could be disposed of by the military. Well, they can tell the folk anything, can't they? Lieutenant General Darrell G. Jones, Air Force's Deputy Chief for Personnel, said the body parts were cremated, then incinerated, and then, that's strange, cremated, then incinerated, and then taken to a landfill by a military contractor, a local job guy. And uh, he likened the procedure to disposable of, disposal of medical waste. <laughs> well, I guess we are all wasted. Eh? We're used then, we're wasted. Chucked away. Jones also could not estimate how many body parts were handled this way. No, he couldn't. I guess the paperwork's all gone. That was a common practice at the time, and since then, our practices have improved. He said he's a good PR man. That's why he got the job. Gary Lynn Smith, portions of whom, whose husband's remains were disposed of in the landfill after his 2006 death in Iraq, said she was appalled and disgusted by the way the Air Force had acted. She learned of the landfill disposal earlier this spring in a letter from a senior official at the Dover Mortuary. That's how she found out. My only peace of mind in losing my husband was that he was taken to Dover and that he was handled with dignity, love and respect and honour. Smith said that, was com- that that was completely shattered for me when I was told that he was thrown in the trash. There's the reality of the folks. There's the reality. That's what we are, you see. That's all you are. I mean, these guys that create the wars, do you see them going off to fight? No, no, they profit off them, don't they? 
massive profits. Massive profits. And of course, everyone's going on and on about this uh, uh, latest scandal. Uh, one of many scandals. They're all over the planet now because of the society and the psychopaths being in charge. But it says, it says in April, Pittsburgh radio host Mark Madden wrote a story revealing Penn State for much of the cover-up of Jerry Sandusky's alleged child rape that has been exposed in the past week. While it didn't raise many eyebrows back then, six months later it looks to be incredibly accurate. It won't raise, raise too many eyebrows now because everyone's been degenerated by the trash they're watching on television. That's where it's for, you see. Television will reduce all morality down to its basic, basic levels. And that's intentional, by the way. It's intentional. You're viewed to see everyone and yourselves as just a, a walking animal. Uh, and you've seen God on so many uh, post-mortems, as they say. Uh, and uh, you've watched all the CSI stuff. Oh, and the chuck livers and the weighing machines. And ah, another stiff's been brought in. And that's all you are, you see. Yep. So it doesn't matter if they're buggering little children. And, you know, who cares these days? On Thursday morning, just hours after legendary head coach Joe Paterno and university president Graham Spanier were fired by the school's board of trustees, Madden was asked in the Dennis and Callahan show what he believed the next piece of news will be. What he said was twice as shocking as anything that's been released thus far. He says, I can give you a rumor and I can give you something I think might happen, Madden told John Dennis and Gary, uh, Gary Callahan. I hear there's a rumor that there will be more shocking developments from the Second Mile Foundation, one of these big foundations, you know, charitable things. And hold on to your stomachs, boys. This is gross. I will use only the language I can uh, that Jerry Sandusky and Second Mile were pimping out young boys to rich donors. Uh, that was being investigated by two prominent columnists, uh, even as I speak. After the news spread, Madden later explained via Twitter why he went public with the rumors. I normally abhor giving rumors credence, Madden wrote, but this whole Sandusky scandal started out as a rumor. It gets deeper and more disgusting all the time. One of state's Tom, top columnists investigating says that that adds credence. I'm not rumors' original source. Why does Sandusky deserve benefit of the doubt? Madden also spoke more definitively on Dennis and Callahan to the cover-up of efforts of the school and beyond that he expects will be made public soon. The other thing I think that will be eventually become uncovered, and I talked about this in my original article back in April, is that I think they'll find out that Jerry Sandusky was told that he had, he had to retire in exchange for a cover-up. Madden said, if you look at this timeline, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? My opinion is when Sandusky quit, everybody knew, not just Penn State. Madden added, I think it was a very poorly kept secret about college football in general, and that is why he never coached in college football again and retired at the relatively young age of 55. And it goes on and on. But this is nothing new. I've watched ones in Canada years ago too. Same thing happens because a predator will always go, you see, where his prey happened to be. And you'll find even with the big shooting they had in Scotland a few years ago, uh, the guy involved, uh, who he actually got a gun license uh, authorized by a top British lord in the British Parliament. Uh, nobody's explained how he knew this British lord, and the reason is, of course, he was pimping out young boys to some very wealthy people at the top who would come up to Scotland and he would give them the correct little children that he'd trained for their particular little acts. That's why it happened. And it's been well covered up. Some of it snuck out, though. But this goes on all the time, because the guys at the top, you see, are perverts. You see, deviants run the world. Deviants run the world. Why do you think deviancy has been normalized across the planet and drummed into little children's heads when they know uh, that when you, you can actually hyperactivate, hyperactivate 
any natural drive if you give enough exposure through psychological techniques and means. And of course, that's what they do with young children. Again, back to Russell and others, it says we can, hyperactive sex will happen because, because, uh, uh, will ensure that children are given lots and lots of pre-pubertal training at school. When you do that before they have puberty, they're obsessed with it. And they'll never meet in their life with a partner. And then they won't have any offspring. That was part of the reasons that they gave for it at the time. So, of course, you're run by uh, deviants. Deviants are psychopaths. And psychopaths go into all kinds of deviancy because everything that's, that's naughty, you see, naughty, as they call it, not just illegal, but naughty, turns them on. I mean, they love drugs too. They snort more drugs than the general population. They're well supplied by the underworld. They've got lots of contacts in them. And, uh, and the next high is what they live for. The next high is what they live for. And the general population are being degenerated consistently every day by watching the junk called entertainment on television because that's part of the control mechanism. It's not there just to make you laugh and giggle. It's meant to indoctrinate you and alter your behavior, which it does awfully well. Look how many psychologists and neurologists and neuroscientists all work on these programs that you think are called entertainment. Look around you at society and the hell it is today. And all, again, written about 1950s, 1940s, 1930s by people who were working in the embryo of world government at that time. They have got exactly what they wanted. And I'll put on a link up tonight, too, to do with uh, oil executives, military-style psyops experience applied. And it's to do with uh, the fracking industry. Now it's called the fracking as a new way of getting oil out of the grounds. They pump in lots of chemicals, followed by lots of water, and they rupture basically uh, different level layers of the, the, uh, of the, the ground and rock, uh, spreading the stuff through it, and they get gas and oil out of it too. Last week's oil conference at the Hyatt Regency Hotel Houston, Houston, I should say, was supposed to be an industry confab like any other, a series of panel discussions like refreshments and exchange of ideas, a gathering of companies, stakeholders, media, etc., but things to an unexpected twist. CNBC has obtained audio tapes of an event in which one presenter can be heard recommending that his colleagues download a copy of the Army and Marine Corps Counterinsurgency Manual. And then actually, you can actually hear the audio on, on the link I'll put up tonight at cuttingthroughreach.com. That's because he said the opposition facing the industry is an insurgency. You understand that all these big, massive corporations are literally governments, individual separate governments. With all layers of bureaucrats, they all have their agendas, they're all trained that they can afford to hire the best of the best, and they do. And these are the guys that advertise to you. These are the guys who lobby governments and education departments to make sure that little cattle are trained properly. Do you believe them? <laughs> so anyway, as another told attendees that his company had several former military psychological operations or PSYOP specialists on staff, applying their skills in Pennsylvania. And the audio on that, is, you can actually hear them saying this as well. So uh, I'll put this one up tonight too. It's just a, a by-the-by one. 
in Canada, an omnibus bill has been ran through, and it says, it's amazing too, it ties in what I've been saying. Someone convicted of growing more than 200 pot plants, like marijuana, could face more mandatory jail time than someone who rapes a toddler. See, there's a value structure of the system again, altered, you see. Uh, under the new uh, government's new omnibus bill. So I'll put this up tonight too for anyone who cares to, to wonder if children, or if maybe are so separate, most, people, most folk are so separate from each other today, they can't really uh, have any, they feel nothing for other people. They're all numbed. They, li- they come to life watching television and laughing and, and amusing themselves, but amongst each other, they, they don't relate to other humans as being human anymore. Again, we've been dehumanized, you see, actually dehumanized. Here's an article here, How Scientists Taught Monkeys the Concept of Money. There's this little ha-ha piece, but there's a real very serious reason behind this, all this experimentation. Not long, long after the first prostitute monkey appeared. Oh, ha-ha-ha, right? And it's under psychology. And how, basically, again, it's back in Yale, this is where they were doing this stuff. You may have thought that things like currency or money are concepts known solely to man. Some might have a sense of ownership besides, of course, territory. But trading and the likes haven't been observed in any other species besides homo sapiens. An economist psychologist duo from Yale back in 2005 managed to train several capuchin monkeys how to use money. And I'm pretty sure from here on, some of you might be able to guess what happened from there on. Now, the reason he did this, and it doesn't say this in this article, was for a big, uh, again, for, for, for all the big world organizations under the United Nations to find out what altruism is, because if they bring altruism in, in, in this, this new system they're bringing in of austerity, where they plan to take from some who have and give to some who haven't, and will the poor help the poor, and so on. This is really what, what this, this particular experiment here at Yale and other major universities was all about, and they use monkeys. Hmm? Because, you see, we act pretty much like the same. What happens to a monkey, they can do the same with us. Ha, 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 you see. Big money behind all this stuff. But I'll put this up too, and you can see how they can train any, any creature to behave the way that, unfortunately, we're now behaving. And talking about austerity, I guess what it falls into. Maybe some of you can remember all these austerity experiments and all oh, this austerity part in some people's brains, not in everyone's. Call to donate winter fuel payments, right? It says a campaign has been launched to enable wealthier pensioners. So they're taking it from the pensioners. This is in, across the UK and other countries. Uh, wealthier to donate their winter fuel, winter fuel payments. To those who are struggling to keep warm. It's so socialized in these countries, the government takes so much off of you that the pittance they give back to you, they give you little, little, uh, chitties, little chitties, you see, so you can get your winter fuel. Isn't that nice of these bar stewards? Hmm? So now they're going to see how many are going to be altruistic. Ties in with the monkeys, you see. Hmm? Launched to enable wealthier pensioners to donate their winter fuel payments to those who are struggling to keep warm. The surviving winter appeal is backed by groups including the Community Foundation Network and SEGA, as well as famous names, etc., uh, Sir Terry Wogan and Sir David Jason. It says, a fuel anthropy initiative. Isn't that nice? Isn't that fuel anthropy? was previously, previously piloted in Somerset and organizers are rolling it out in UK-wide scale this year as fuel prices rise along with the cost of living generally. The, the bankers and the governments that work for them have plundered the, the, the planets, plundered and raped the planet, raped the people, 
for generations to come by the government borrowing money to pay off the debts, you see, and to, to refinance the bankers, refloat the bankers who lost nothing at all. Where did all the money go? Didn't it go to money heaven. Where is money heaven? Somebody's got the key somewhere. Huh? And then, of course, they tell the public to, to grin and bear it and tighten your belts. I've heard that my whole life. So the folk have to, have to start helping each other out their pension money. Because the government ain't, ain't gonna do it, the government ain't gonna touch it. But they'll keep bailing out the banks. They've just, they've just bailed out the rest of Europe. They're all bailing each other out, the banks. Same bankers, by the way. Same bankers behind it all. Same owners of the, these private central banks. All getting bailed out. So the pensioners have to help each other out to get up some fuel they can share, to heat themselves. I've read articles every year. Over 50, the over 50s group Sega said, 25,400 older people died in Britain last year. And this is in their homes due to the cold. This is acceptable. This is acceptable. Have you heard of this happening to in the banking industry? Let's say that again. For the harder thinking, 25,400 older people died in the UK last year due to the cold. This is in their homes. The government's annual tax-free winter fuel payments are made to eligible people to help towards their winter heating costs. That's true socialism. They take everything off you and give you this little chitty back. You know, you can buy so many litres of fuel. Be grateful you old fart, because they hate old people. They hate old people. They're called consumers. They're not producers anymore. Look at the definition under the United Nations, uh, global citizen. A good global citizen is a producer and consumer. When you're just a consumer, you're a burden, and they want to euthanize these people as article after article. They're not paying their bit towards the system. Fabian socialism. George Bernard Shaw, you'll have to come to us and justify where we should let you live. Remember? Huh? Now that there's a a caller on the line, and uh, I'll take it now, and I think this is coming up now. It takes a second. Uh, Is is, is a caller still on the line there? Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi, uh... Yeah, I, that's uh, quite the show you have going. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, your poem last night. It really says it all. We're living through a genocide where we're being entertained to death, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I used to listen to you for, I, I remember, uh, I heard you on uh, the Alex Jones show years ago, and I uh, started listening to you, and I listened, but I, I wasn't really hearing what you said, and then all of a sudden it started to click, and I listen to more shows, but anyway, uh, I haven't been listening, uh, watching TV at all for quite some time. The flashing lights, the way they, you know, dazzle you. I, I know about how, you know, people mimic what they see, and, you know, I can understand how culture's gone down the tubes thanks to the tube, but, uh, anyway, uh, I live in the city now in, in Portland, Maine. I moved, uh, you know, down south because that's where the jobs are, and, Anyway, I'm back home today, uh, getting ready for a, a drill weekend. I, I'm a sucker and, you know, was in the National Guard seven years ago. But, yeah. uh, anyway, I turned on the TV and just to see what was going on. 
and uh, the commercial caught my attention, and it reminded me of a show you did. I don't know if it was a blurb or what. It could have been four or five years ago about Margaret Thatcher and how she did the, the air bubbles and ice cream. So you That's could right. have, like, the same amount of ice cream, but it just had air in it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was diet ice cream. Yeah. Oh, diet ice cream. Twice the price. Same stuff. Uh, yeah, I remember you talking about it. But anyway, it was chocolate uh, Hershey's Kisses they had uh, uh, a commercial on TV for. And I was looking, you know, they showed like half the Hershey's Kiss, and it had air bubbles in it. And they were advertising it as, oh, it's awesome, it's got air in it. Mm -hmm. And I, I kid you not, that was the commercial. It just it was so reminiscent of Orwell's 84 with the chocolate rations. That's right. They put air in. It's half the weight. It looks bigger. And Maggie Thatcher got her an award, actually, for coming up with that scheme. Yeah, Yeah. Just, it's wild. I, it's, it's just kind of numbing. I just get nauseated about it. And, uh, of course, the same year that Orwell's 84 came out, 48, was the United Nations Universal... Uh, Human Rights Declaration, yes. and all they've been doing is bombing countries left and right. I mean, Veterans Day coming up, you were talking about, uh, you know, dumping soldiers' uh, body parts in uh, the dump, and, and, you know, the couple there with the suicide pact in Britain. Well, geez, you know, we just bombed the heck out of Libya to get Gaddafi, and they're all in shambles now, and nobody cares. You know, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's horrendous. It's sick. Well, we are cannon fodder. We're cannon fodder. We're well-trained cannon fodder. And uh, we, most cannon fodder never thinks of, of an elite profiting of all, all of this. And it's all geopolitics as they plunder oil, wealth, uh, uh, all the water supply and the oil for Libya, for instance. And, uh, and now they want to go into Iran as well. And it's the same list, as I say, they made years ago, the New American Century list. They're, they're using it through Obama's administration. Because, you see, there's no countries anymore. We're all owned by the same people. And they have this agenda to take over all the world's resources for themselves. Go right back to uh, the group that started it all, Cecil Rhodes Foundation in London, and uh, the, the Milner Society that became the Royal Institute of International Affairs. It's also the Council on Foreign Relations. The, the, the historian wrote about the whole plan back in the 1960s. Yep, 1960s. With uh, the Anglo-American establishment, the, yep. you know, the start of that book, it's just ridiculous, all the uh, little biographical sketches of all the offices that those people hold, and it's, just, right. it's just nuts. That's the all the world's resources, yep. Take over all supplies, everything you need to survive. A few organizations will hold it in a new feudal world system. And that's what runs the world. Yeah. Hey, I had something real quick, too. To, uh, you were talking about the, the goats that they called goys that were boy and girl, the hermaphroditic goats. That's right. That was in was it New Zealand. Or, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah well, anyway, uh, I was in D.C. in March and walking around and looking at the Orwellian, you know, double think slogans. And there was a statue that uh, was for the Civil War. And it said something like, for those who died and knew no glory but their country's good. And I looked at the statue, and it was like a real masculine face with mammary glands. Like, it was like, what is this? It's yeah. like both, you know, man yeah. and woman. And yeah. I thought good is like commodity, you know, and not just good, you know. So it's written in that, uh, you know, two-way double-speak phrase. That's right, that's right. But when I went down to Portland, there's another statue in Monument Square. Like, it's right downtown Congress Street. And it says, uh, you know, Portland, it says on it, to her sons who died for the union. 
and union, you know, merger of man and woman. You could see masculine right. face, right. mammary glands. It's right in plain view. Yes, and that's also why they put up the the massive statue to Albert Pike, uh, the great Freemason, you know, the Freemason, uh, who helped to, to, do, to push his part for this particular system, and the monument up in Washington, D.C., too. And uh, they put that there as well. And he was on the south side, uh, but uh, it didn't matter because, you see, it was all to destroy the south and amalgamate it all into the new uh, commercialized uh, indus- industrial system. That was a takeover, of course. Just, just like, what they do is use wars for, for business takeovers. That's what they do. Like you said, uh, Karl Marx's letter there to Lincoln with the same thing, congratulating him. Yeah, he telegraphed him. He telegraphed him. He says, uh, you're following the whole plan. He says, thank you very much. He says, to centralize, the, uh, centralize all government. All government must be. That was one of the first things for communism was centralization of all government. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah, well, about that statue, just one last thing before I go. I think it's interesting that the word androgynous and android are so similar. That's you know, right. Because uh, that's the end game. That is the end game. It is, it's pretty well here, actually. It's been pushed like crazy. All, yeah, almost you'll have to be one of them to have special privileges. Otherwise, you're just cannon fodder. <laughs> but thanks for calling. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, may your God or your gods go with you. Remember to help me out because uh, I don't take money from advertisers, etc., etc. No empire here. See you tomorrow.